Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about developing your identity as a coach that clients want to hire. So there's three things we're going to cover in today's episode. The first one is so you know if you don't even need to listen to this episode, right? I'm going to talk to you so that you know in minutes if you need to build your identity as a coach. The second thing we're going to cover is exactly what an identity is. I went to the Googles and their answer was insufficient. So what I've got for you goes way beyond what Google's going to tell you an identity is, or maybe what you've been thinking an identity is. And then to round out today's episode, we're going to talk about who your clients want to hire. And there is one thing I can sum it up in, and then I'm going to give you specific directions to point your mind to do that thing. So let's dig in first how to know in minutes if you need to build your identity as a coach based on where you are in your business growth. So the very first way you know to need to be your, to build your identity as a coach is going to be for a brand new coach who's maybe never signed a client before, right? And that person knows, right, you listening to this right now, the way you know that you need to build your identity as a coach is if you feel like you need permission to believe you're a coach, I see coaches do this where they try to get a certification, right? And they want that piece of paper to tell them they're a coach. Or for other coaches, it's money. They're like, well, nobody's paid me money. Or they get really slippery then where they're like, well, they didn't pay me a lot of money, (laughs) right? And so it becomes this enoughness. For a coach who's, who's maybe been coaching a little while longer, you might know that you need to build your identity because you struggle to believe you're an excellent coach, right? There's, there's, you, you feel this discrepancy with the adjective paired with the word coach, a good coach, a great coach, right? You feel something in there where you're like, oh, I don't know about that. You need to build your identity as a coach. You know that you need to build your identity as a coach. If when you think about all the things you've accomplished and created in your life, Instead of focusing in on the the most amazing things and like holding those emotions and lingering there, instead your mind wants you to hang out in the most negative parts, right? It's like you want to see yourself as realistic or from a logical standpoint or from what you see right now instead of creating it for yourself. And another way you know that you need to build your identity as a coach is if you find yourself saying things about yourself like, I'm not very disciplined. I'm a mess. I suck at time management. I'm not even sure if I can build a business. These sound like innocent statements about yourself or about your capabilities. But what they are is a red flag that you need to build your identity as a coach. And the very last way you know, and this goes for a coach who's brand new all the way up to a coach who, like me, has been selling coaching for years, hundreds of thousands of dollars of coaching, but you're still going to be susceptible to this one. All of them, really. But if you, if your sense of self, right, you know that you need to build your identity as a coach, if your sense of self 
doesn't fuel you to get to work, right? You know you need to build your identity as a coach. Okay, so that's how you know. And honestly, who is it? It's everybody. We all need to build our identity as a coach. From the coach who's brand new to the coach who's been doing this for years. Because building our identity as a coach isn't something we do once, right? It's not choosing a niche. It's not choosing who you serve or a price, which I mean, really all of that can change too. It's something you do like eating food. You do it every day. You do it repetitively. It's the same thing with building your identity. Okay, so what exactly is an identity, right? We, we've, <laughs> I've said, I believe we all need it. And I do, right? I see who's most successful in business. I see who's happiest, who's most confident. But what's an identity? If you were to Google it, Google's going to tell you something like distinguishing character or personality of an individual. Weird things that don't really make sense, right? But it's talking about like single characteristics of a person like honest or decisive or nurturing or self-aware, right? But it's vague. And when the brain is faced with vagueness, it doesn't know what to do. And so I want you to be really clear with how you describe yourself. Because the more clear you're able to describe yourself, the more you can actually connect with yourself, connect with your own identity, right? And my favorite part of this is that it's in our control. Because there's going to be certain identity qualities that we just naturally, right? Like I think that I'm just a very natural leader. I have, Confidence just exudes out of me, you guys. <laughs> it has no basis sometimes. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll be the leader of that, right? I feel like I could identify as a very natural leader. But what I love about an identity is that it isn't just a quality that we relate to, but it's something that we control and we create for ourselves to experience ourselves. So what is your identity? It's what you think about yourself. Literally, the thoughts you have about you. And in order to process this, right, in order for you to think thoughts about yourself... You have to step back from yourself and realize that you do think thoughts about yourself. These thoughts aren't true or false. They're just thoughts. They're sentences strung together by words used to communicate. Just like if you were to look at something around you and think thoughts about it, right? You can think thoughts about yourself, These thoughts are observations. And no matter what observation you have about yourself, your brain can find evidence to support it. So let me give you an example. Um, If you thought about yourself, I'm very organized. I'm very organized. I want you to think about where that's true in your life, right? Let your brain run off and find the proof. You're organized. Tell me where. Now I want your brain to go find evidence that you're a mess. Can you find it? Yeah. 
right? It's no different than when you buy a new car and your brain suddenly starts to see it everywhere, right? We drive a Jeep. And so the whole thing with a Jeep is you wave to other Jeep owners, which means that your brain has to be actively looking for them in order to wave at them. Your brain churns on, but it's not just because you're waving, right? I remember when I bought my first car, a Hyundai Elantra, 10, 12 years ago now, and I saw that car everywhere. I still see that car everywhere, right? Because my, my daughter drives it. And so our brains tune in to what we tell them to tune into. And so when you think something about yourself, like I'm really organized or I'm a mess, your brain is capable of running off to find proof for both of those truths, right? They could both be true and both be false in literally the same breath. And if we were in the room together right now, right, I would stop and I'd let you soak all of this in. I would encourage you even to take a deep breath and relax into the freedom that you get to choose, right? You get to decide who you are and what proof you send your brain out to find about yourself. You get to decide who you are and what your brain looks for about yourself. That's magical right? Ugh. But here's the really magical part. It's that you can actually think anything you want about yourself. Now, if you were holding an orange in your hand, nobody would ever say, um, you can think anything you want about that orange, right? Like that, that's not a conversation we're having in our life. But the reality is you can, right? If you were holding an orange in your hand, you could think about that orange. This is heavy. Or you could think this is light. And they would both be true, right? It might be heavy to a newborn. It might be heavy to someone who has no strength, but it might be light to someone who has strength. You might look at that orange and say, I hate the color orange. Ugh, it's a terrible color. You might look at that orange and say, oh, I love the smell of an orange. You can think anything you want about that orange, but also about yourself. Now, some of you are going to go crazy with this. You're going to argue with me. You're going to take this to an extreme. (laughs) I'm with you. I probably would do. And so I want to make sure to clarify some things, right? You can think anything you want about yourself, but that doesn't mean you have to be super airy fairy. You don't have to be like positive poly. In fact, right, my clients, they, what they know about me is that I'm very neutral, They try and go from, I hate this, or this is awful, or this feels really terrible. And their brains naturally try and take them to, everything's wonderful, right? Like the extremes. But the place to meet in the middle about anything you're extremely, right, that you think or feel extremely about is the more neutral area. So it's not, I hate cookies and like, oh, well, then I have to love cookies. It's like, no, cookies are a thing. People like cookies, right? It's just very neutral. So some of you, right, like don't try and be uh, extremist with your thoughts about yourself. I also want to encourage you not to be logical or realistic with your thoughts about yourself. Some of you are going to try that too. (laughs) And right, so so when, when, when I say like 
don't be realistic. Don't be logical, right? Like, don't think like, oh, well, everything I've ever done is what I'm capable of. No. I was thinking about where we are just remarkable humans. Now, men, you can find your own thing. But you guys, women, ladies, when I think about what our bodies are capable of, we can create life like a human with a brain that functions and like their bodies, right? Like we create life from slimy stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Crack myself up even thinking about that. So gross. But right, like that little slimy stuff (laughs) turns into life. So let's not put a box around yourself and what you can believe about yourself, what you can believe about what you're capable of. Because clearly, right, as humans, we are remarkable. We're remarkable. And so where do we want to take this belief? We want to get our belief from the future. We want to take belief from the future and we want to use that belief from the future to line up with the results that you want right because some of you like your starting point isn't going to be um thinking great things right like the extreme of like jumping it's going to be like oh my gosh I can think whatever I want about myself what and it's going to be processing the emotions that come up with that because there's probably some beliefs there's somewhere something where somebody's told you you can't just believe anything you want they've told you something that they're like no this is really true about you it's not. I think about that where growing up, um, I remember somebody telling me I talk a lot and I like held that with myself. I remember thinking, well, I'm just not going to talk then because, <laughs> you know, I'm spiteful and passive like that, apparently. And I was like, well, I'm just not going to talk ever because <laughs> I'm going to show them. But right. It was that it was that like we pick up who we are. And so sometimes there is actually a releasing of emotion and a and a, a relaxation with like, oh, I can think anything I want about myself, right? So some of you are going to have to start there. But others of you are going to be able to start from a blank slate of like, yeah, I've got pretty, I've got pretty neutral to positive thoughts about myself. Like, I mean, I've got some negative ones too that I had, didn't even realize were optional. And for you, right, I just mentioned it a little bit, but you're going to line your beliefs up from the future, from the goal that you want, right? In your business and in your life, not just your business, right? Because when people think about lining up their thoughts with just their business, that's when you start to do crazy things like work all the time or sacrifice time with your family or believing that the way that, you know, that person in real life has built a business has to be the way you do it, right? No, we build our businesses online. (laughs) We do it differently. And so when I think about, right, it's not these broad statements of believing like just believing oh I'm capable of a million dollar coaching business during school hours right I'm capable of building a million dollar coaching business during school hours when you're learning to believe and build an identity about yourself from the future it's going to happen in small simple beliefs that make a goal like a million dollar coaching business during school hours a reality and they're going to be simple beliefs like It's okay that I don't know exactly what the future holds. I'm willing to believe and show up to create the result that I want. 
right? Like that's an identity belief. It's a belief about yourself and how you're willing to move forward even in the face of uncertainty. Another belief might be, I'm willing to make decisions and learn from them as I move closer to what I want. Another belief might be, I'm decisive or I'm a coach. I know how to help. I want to help. I'm willing to grow me to create results in my future that are different than default. Or maybe it's who I am today is exactly who and what my best client needs. I'm enough right in this moment. I'm supposed to be uncomfortable and nervous. That's what growing is. Right? So it's like these are the base identity beliefs that are going to make up like the simple things someone believes when they line their mind up with the future goal they have. And there's going to be tons of beliefs around building a million dollar coaching business during school hours. But these are going to be some of the base identity. Right? This is identity. Identity and developing your identity is about seeing yourself as someone to think about on purpose and then doing it (laughs) because it requires effort and it requires you to be like to be your best client as a coach and it requires you to maintain that work just like I mentioned earlier maintaining this work of building your identity based on where you're going like you eat food because it wears off and you have to keep reminding yourself of who you are in that space of what you're creating. Okay, so that's what an identity is. Now let's talk about who your best client wants to hire. (laughs) I love this because it's so simple. If I had to sum up for you, what is the identity or an identity trait, right? Because we're talking about the who, it's, it's what you are capable of changing and it will fuel every bit of your business. It's the who you are. And the who you are in relation to who your best client wants to hire, the, the, the simplest way to sum that up is that your best client wants to hire someone who thinks about them. Yeah, I know. It's so simple, right? <laughs> they want to hire someone who thinks about them. It's the same with a lover, right? Who do, they, who do you want to be with? A lover who never thinks about you or the one who's not creepy but like dotes on you in a way that you're like, yes. <laughs> and the same thing with kids, right? If they have two parents and one of them doesn't pay attention to them and the other one thinks about them and is thoughtful. I was thinking about this. My, my four-year-old uh, was describing to her father these brown sparkly shoes that she wants and he went out and bought them that day and then presented them to her while she was describing to me what she wanted the next day and he like pulls it out like we already owned it and I was like I didn't I didn't even realize what had happened which was she told him about it the day before she told me and then while she was telling me he had already been thinking about her knew what she wanted and went and bought it you guys right (laughs) that is thinking and people are drawn to people who are thoughtful of them 
And that is the secret of building a business and the secret of selling and the secret of serving. And it's that in order to serve our future clients and for selling to be just a natural output of what we do, it's when we think of them. So we know that your identity is adjustable, right? It's adjustable, it's beliefs about yourself. And we know that your clients, right, your future clients want someone who's going to think about them as a habit. Now, let's keep going with this, right? Because when we think about the identity of a coach that a client wants to hire, it goes deeper than just think about them, right? Because that's still in the vague world where the brain's going to be like, "Uh, okay, but what do I do with that? (laughs) So let's get more specific with where you think about your clients. So when we think about, right, and I, this is why I had to come back to building an identity is thinking thoughts on purpose. And so who does your best client want to hire? They want to hire a coach who believes in the tools and the process that they use. I want you to think about that. Your tools or your process. It's not that you have to even have a process to create the result, right? Because sometimes tools It's like, all I need to do is use this tool. And when I use this coaching tool, my clients get results. It it works, right? Your clients want somebody who believes in their tools as a means to helping them create a result. And one of the things I see coaches do is they they fear, I actually did. Man, my first two years when I made $6,000 each of those years, I had this sense of confidence that I could help people. And so I was really willing to help people for free. But my fear was that once they paid me that I wouldn't be able to measure up to what they paid me or I was, was, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to deliver. I didn't have belief in my tools or my process. And so it paralyzed me in wanting to allow people to hire me And so I see that in coaches who are like, oh, they're like scared that they won't be able to deliver. But your best clients want to hire someone who believes in their tools. Now, remember how this ties back to identity, because it doesn't mean you have to go out and learn new tools. It doesn't mean you have to go hire someone to build a process because they've advertised and marketed to you that they can help you do it no matter what. No, it means that you have to build thoughts about your process and your tools as a means to helping your people and not airy fairy right not things you don't believe sometimes they're going to be really neutral but there's something that you can believe in the core of you one of my base thoughts was like I am always going to over deliver I'm going to bring more to them than they ever thought that they would get and that comforted me Right? It wasn't about them. It was about my own fears being comforted. So who does your client want to hire? They want to hire someone who believes in their process and tools. I actually just saw this in a, a client I was coaching in the first five program. And it's amazing because one of the things I teach in there is I, I talk about making some very simple decisions, the only six decisions you need to make to start growing your business. And so she'd made those decisions but she didn't think on purpose about her process and tools. And how we knew this was because, (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but right, like this is just the normal part of our brains. And it's that her clients, like 90% of her clients were getting the result that she was telling them they could get in 12 weeks. And yet her brain was making that a problem. Like, oh, well, people should go longer. This like something's wrong. I'm doing right. Like that's what our brains do. 
but she already decided this is what I help people with. This is how long it takes them to get the result. 12 weeks, 90% of them were doing it. And instead of thinking about her process and tools, holy guacamole, this is amazing. It's exactly what I promised them. I am very effective. Her brain was off thinking negative thoughts that weren't going to help her. Okay, so your best client wants somebody who is spending time thinking about their process and their tools as a means to serve them. Who else does your best client want to hire? Someone who believes in their offer price and length, right? Who believes in the worth of it? Because what happens is, is that when you don't spend time thinking about what's the length of time I choose, And what I love about choosing a length of time is that you can choose it based on how long it will take to create a result. So for example, the client I was just mentioning, her clients can get the result that they want in 12 weeks. But other people have a much bigger result that they help their clients get. And so they're just choosing what's the segment of time I want to work with people and they just need to renew at the end of that. And if they want to keep doing this work together to get the bigger result, then then we will, right? So it's like you're choosing a length and you're choosing a price But the reason that you have to spend time believing in it and thinking about the value and the impact is because if you don't, you become creepy and weird. (laughs) And and really what I'm saying is you, you stop yourself from being able to focus on and serve your person because instead you're thinking about money. You're thinking about whether they have money, whether they can afford it. You're thinking, right, your brain is in their money instead of having no thoughts, right? Because you've already built the thoughts. My thoughts are, this price is worth it. This price is more than worth it. This length is exactly what I choose or exactly how long it takes. And then spending time discovering and thinking about why. That way, when you're face-to-face with your people, you are never thinking about your price or your length. It's a decision that is done, You're not, oh, is this too much? Oh my gosh, it's a lot, right? No, you were having none of those thoughts because it's like, nope, that's what it is. And then from that space, right? Who does your best client want to hire? Someone who's not thinking about the length of their price and, and package anymore because they did that. And now they're really in the moment focused on them and serving them in working together, working out those details of that conversation, The third area, right, that your best clients want to hire you, right? Like when you exude this, they want to hire you. It's And it's how you think about yourself. I want you to think about this. If you walked into a doctor's office and you got the impression (laughs) that they didn't really think they were that good at what they do, how would they behave, right? Like so often what coaches do is they think, well, they don't know my thoughts, But when we have thoughts, we act weird. And so if you walked into a doctor's office or actually, you know what, let's do it this. It's I think about like a microblading person, right? Maybe it's a person who just learned how to microblade eyebrows, right? So it's like you have to use this little uh, scalpel thing. And I don't know, I've had it done to me. So I feel like I'm being cut open with a scalpel. But (laughs) like if they believe that they're not that good at it, or they believe it's not safe, or they believe like they're uncertain if they can be successful doing this semi-permanent thing, 
if that person believes it, right, they're going to be reluctant. They're going to exude a lack of uncertainty. You're going to feel like this, right? Your spidey senses are going to be like, this isn't a good idea. Don't do it. And they're probably going to do weird things that lead you up to that, like offer a Groupon, right? Because they don't believe in what they offer. And so they're like, oh, here's a discount. Anybody want it for a discount? Right? They're terrified, but they're like, well, I got to do something. How you think about yourself matters. Your best client wants to hire someone who believes that they are an expert. That means you have to spend time developing your belief about yourself that you are an expert. Not that you're the expert of the whole world, (laughs) right? Because that's where some people are like, well, so-and-so is more of an expert than me. No, you have to develop the belief that you are an expert for what you do and who you help. And that no matter where you are on that journey of expertedness, that there are people who don't have the results you have, that they're further behind you in the journey and that you are the perfect person to help them. Your clients, when you're thinking about thinking about yourself, your clients want to hire someone who is in love with them. Think about it. If you like, like if you don't love your people, if you're not spending time thinking about them and loving them and choosing them, as opposed to being scared of them, not liking them, picking them because you're like, well, I should, it was a good niche. No, your clients want to hire somebody who loves them, who's chosen them on purpose. And who else does your client want to hire when you're thinking about yourself, right? And how you're thinking about yourself. They want to hire someone who uses their own tools on themselves, Now, they're not going to ask you this, right? They're not going to be like, well, do you use your... No, they're going to be able to feel it in every part of what exudes off of you because that's going to wrap back to your thoughts about your tools and your process. And the more you use them on yourself, the more confident you are going to be that you can use those tools with them to help them get the results they want. Your best client wants to hire someone who's thinking on purpose about themselves. Okay, fourth area. Your best client wants to hire someone who believes they can help their client get the result that they offer. I know it sounds so simple, right? But it kind of wraps back to what I was sharing about my experience with my tools. It's like if you are afraid you can't deliver, it comes across. It comes across through uncertainty. It comes across as uh, shakiness, reluctance, all of it. It comes across. And it's like people, they like they know. <laughs> and so you have to believe in the person you're talking to. When you get on a call with someone to talk about working together, and it's like you, when you ask them the questions to make sure that they're a good fit and that they're a good fit to get the result and you're a good fit to help them with it, your belief that they can get the result matters. Your belief that the result is even possible matters. Your belief in your tools and the process to get them there matters, right? Like those things aren't just menial little details, but they are places you put your mind and spend time thinking in. And then the last area, right? Who does your best client want to hire? It's someone who believes, how do I say this? It's like, you can be a really great coach and you can believe in yourself as a coach, but if you don't believe that you're capable of creating what you want, right, in your business, in your future, your clients are going to be able to sense that. And it's like they want to hire someone who isn't like, isn't thinking something like, 
right? So it's like, if I had to sum it up, it's like that you believe you, your clients want to hire someone that believes in their own results, right? It's not enough to just believe in theirs, but they want to hire someone who believes in their own results too, their own ability to create results. And so you have to be careful that you're not using your results against yourself, but rather to fuel your love. Because honestly, right? Like building a business is hard, (laughs) If I don't just tell you that right in episode one, it's, uh, you know, (laughs) you need to know it's hard. But I see coaches who use the hardness of business against themselves and they make it mean they're never going to be successful, that they're not cut out for this. Something has gone wrong. No, your misery (laughs) in growing your business. Here's what I think about it, at least, is when I am miserable Growing myself to create a new result, to create a new goal, it reminds me of the misery I experienced before I had my tools, right? Before I knew how to pull myself out of it, how to create something in the future that didn't exist. And I feel more connected to the people that I serve and help when I am at the worst of my experience of myself, of my business, of my goals, Because I have this confidence that I can come back to that says they don't have it like I do. They don't know how to do what I can do and I can help them. I'm miserable and I have these tools, right? I'm miserable and I know this process. They don't. I can help, right? But it's like it requires that sense of belief in my own, right? Your own future in your own business and your own ability to create results for yourself, so, so let me re-summarize. Let me summarize all of those. Who does your client want to hire? The first area is someone who's thinking of them. But specifically in these five areas, they want to hire someone who's thinking about them in regards to the process and tools you use. They want to hire someone who's able to focus and think about them instead of the offer and the price because you already thought about it. They want to hire someone who's thought on purpose about yourself. They want to hire someone who believes that they can get the results. And they want to hire someone who has belief in their own ability to get results, right? Not them anymore, but yourself as the coach. And these things are going to come up as really simple, basic beliefs. And they're things that are so simple, like, I can help. It's, it might be another thought, like, my process, my tools, are exactly what they need. It might be another thought like this is totally possible for them, right? I think about when you're on a call with someone and you hear everything they say and you have that fire in your belly that's like, yes, they can do this. I can help them, right? These aren't just like feelingless thoughts. These are like full of emotion, of belief, Right? It's a belief like what I deliver is worth way more than I charge. Right? That's what you can be thinking instead of thinking about your price and your length of time. You're like, no, this is just totally worth it. Of course they should buy this. Right? And you're going to feel things when you are being the person your, your clients want to hire. You are going to feel confident. You're going to feel certain in things. You're going to feel this love for them. You're going to feel willing right? Sometimes that willingness is to feel open and pay attention to them. You're going to feel determined. And it's not to say you're never going to feel frustrated or disappointed or discouraged or uncertain. 
but it's that you're going to spend time purposely cultivating these other emotions and putting your brain to work in those specific areas as a means of thinking about your person and serving them. And when you're serving them and you're thinking in these particular directions, building an identity, right? Building the identity as the person who they want to hire, them hiring you just becomes like a no-brainer. It's like so simple. Of course, my four-year-old's going to love my husband. Not that she gets it yet, right? Maybe it's me who loves him when I watch that. I'm like, woo. <laughs> right? But your clients are going to be so drawn to you because they can tell how you think about them. They can, they will see how well developed. They won't actually see it, right? But they're going to just experience you as like, whoa, I need to work with her. But what you're going to know is I know all the work behind all the areas I had to clean up and develop on purpose to be the person, to be the coach that they want to hire. Okay. I can't wait to hear who you become (laughs) because your identity is as simple as who you decide you are. I'll see you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.